This is the Morning Rush. Coming up on today's show, we'll look at last night's home run derby and tonight's all-star game. The U.S. men's basketball team takes another L. The Washington football team will not have a nickname this season, but when they get one, uh, there's one name that's already off the board. And coming up here uh, momentarily, it's the return of the venerable one. All that and more coming up in the next two hours of the show. Good morning to you. How the heck are you? So glad to have you on board. Uh, So glad uh, you could take some time to tune in and hang out as we kick off this uh, wonderful Tuesday morning. Several ways to get involved on the show, as always. Uh, Hit me up on Twitter at WCMD Morning Rush, at Rush Tony C., uh, Facebook page at WCMD Cumberland Radio. All of those pages, of course, free and open to the public. Uh, like them, follow them, and you are encouraged to get involved anytime you want to. Send a message, questions, comments, opinions are welcome and we can discuss. Uh, Rush line is open 301 759 2628. Your chance to dial and dance on this Tuesday, 301. 7592628 and of course do not forget about our podcast page on the free podbean app we upload every show every day minus commercials you miss any part of any show it's up there if you miss part of this morning's show shame on you but sometimes it happens you have to drive out of the area out of the listening range the show's usually up within an hour or so after the show is over. So if you're driving home from work, you pop it in. There it is right there. Again, I just download that free Podbean app uh, on your phone or tablet. All right. Before a very special announcement here in just a minute, let's kick off today's show as we kick off every show with a rock around the region. I want to rock. And we start with Major League Baseball tonight in Colorado. It's the 91st edition of uh, the All-Star Game. Washington's Max Scherzer will get the start for the National League. He will go opposite Shohei Otani for the American League. Otani will also hit leadoff for the AL. Uh, This will be Scherzer's fourth All-Star start, matching Jim Palmer and Randy Johnson for second most all-time. Robin Roberts, Lefty Gomez, and Don Drysdale each made five starts. Uh, in the All-Star Game. Orioles center fielder Cedric Mullins will also start for the AL and bat ninth. The Pirates, yes, the Pirates. The team that is 34-56 and and in last place in the NL Central, they will have two starters in tonight's game. Second baseman Adam Frazier was voted in as a starter by the fans. He will bat ninth. One spot ahead of him is outfielder Brian Reynolds, who was named as a reserve, but... He was inserted into the starting lineup after the Braves' Ronald Acuna Jr. suffered that season-ending knee injury last week. First time since 1992 the Pirates will have starters, two starters, in an All-Star game. And, of course, you can catch tonight's Midsummer Classic right here on WCMD starting at 7 o'clock. And in college football, West Virginia safety Sean Mahoney has earned a major academic honor. Congratulations to him. He was named to the Academic All-America second team. Uh, Mahoney posted a 3.6 GPA 
while earning a bachelor's degree in management information systems. He finished his master's of business administration degree this past May with a 3.69 GPA. Uh, Mahoney is the 29th Mountaineer to earn the academic All-America honor and first since Moorfield product Reed Williams uh, won the award back in 2009. And that is your Rock Around the Region brought to you by the Caporelli Group. Guess who's back? Back, back, back again. Shady's back. That's right. Not that we're calling him shady. Sometimes, maybe. <laughs> Guess who's back? Back again. Mike Burke is back. Tell a friend. Guess who's back? Guess who's back? It's the return of the venerable one uh. to the rush. Good morning. What the? But this is like uh, I'm, we're in a time warp here. It's been a while. Somebody. Well, yeah. What did I miss? A lot. Yes. <laughs> yes. You, you have missed a lot. The hell's going on, man? It's been uh, well, it's been crazy. Somebody, somebody left the door open, and I, See, I told him to lock it. I, know, I, I told him, and I, I was cold. So, <laughs> if you're if you're cold with this weather, then we got well, a problem. Well, I like it hot. I like a humid baby. Well, you know, but some like it hot. It's uh, that's that's what. It, yeah, well, I used to really, but uh, no, it's great to be back. I'm so happy to be back, and uh, you know. Didn't want to leave in the first place, but you know, you had to do what you had to do. It was what it was. The pandemics and, happen, right? And I understand. Yeah, <laughs> if I had a nickel, you know, if I had a nickel. But uh, it's just, you know, it, it, every we all stayed in touch and it was terrific. And uh, we made the uh, best of a horrible situation. And, um, you know, we're still, you know, doing our best to get out of this. Right. And um, I'm just happy to be back. Uh, and, you know, I, I love coming in here every morning and starting my day with you. And uh, what could be better? That's never been said ever in the history. <laughs> well, I've never of... really said it to anybody either. So <laughs> but... I feel special. Uh, to get everybody caught up, Mike will be here on the show every Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Yes. Uh, from 6 to 8, joining me. And, and then who knows? Maybe someday that role will expand. It might. I mean, it we'll might. See. You never know what happens we'll just, down the road. We'll just see uh, how how it goes, right? We'll play. Uh, we'll, we'll play it by ear, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, well, like I brought back. Uh, well, actually, the last time I was here, I didn't. I wasn't here until seven a.m. That's right. And that's uh, right. Uh, my first uh, column, article, blog, whatever we're going to call it, I, I started working on yesterday, and uh, you know, I'm no. Uh, Stranger to 5 a.m., don't get me wrong, but uh, I've just always approached meeting up with it from the other direction, you know. and <laughs> Coming from the it, back end. Because it took me about when 4.30, that, that, that thing sounded off. I'm like, it's the worst sound what, in the world. What's going on here? Somebody's messing with me. It's the absolute worst sound in the world, that, that alarm. Oh, yes, my goodness. Yes, it is. And it, take, it takes, you know, about a minute, and then you're like, okay. This is doable. Are you a uh, are you a, a, a snooze buttoner or is it first alarm when you're up? Uh, once I come to realization what it is, yeah, I just get up. Just get up. Y- yeah, yeah, that's what I do. Yeah, now, because I used to be when I particularly when I was in college, you know, snooze person, and that really did not pay off, as witnessed by my decade long uh, undergraduate career. 
<laughs> so, uh, no, we just try and get out of the bed as soon as possible. So. If you believe, uh, I, I saw this a long time ago, so I can't even quote it or tell you where it came from. But it was one research paper, one research story that said the best thing for you is to get up on the first alarm. Yes. That it does. Like, you don't really gain any more sleep. You don't feel better. No. By hitting that snooze once, twice, three times. I, I, don't, I don't have any scientific uh, evidence, obviously, but uh, that, that's always been my experience. So just let's get rolling. And, and, and what, the good thing, too, about growing older is, you know, you get up early in the mornings for unexplained reasons <laughs> when you were younger. It's like, why are you getting up? And, well, you'll find yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. And uh, my, my former boss at the Times News, Jan Alderton, when I turned 50, he wished me a happy birthday, and uh, he, I said, well, it's not until tomorrow. He said, I know, but I won't be here tomorrow, so happy birthday. Thank you, Jan. He goes, it all changes tomorrow at 50. I was like, what do you mean? He goes, well, you just you're, you're, you go to a particular room a lot more than you uh, will today. And I said, uh, what do you, t-? he said, well, you go to the bathroom a lot more. I'm like, that's absurd. I said, I, I don't have that. He goes, okay, well, you'll see. Son of a gun, man. Yeah. I mean, my 50th birthday, I had to put a damn turnstile on the bathroom <laughs> door, you know? <laughs> so just took the door right off like, the hinges. Just left it open. And the next week, he came back and said, how did you know? And he goes, well, you know, we all find out. And so, you know, the, the, it, old, get, getting older has its uh, benefits, and uh, particularly since uh, I've come back here where I'm really happy to be. Well, it's funny that you mentioned that. I just turned 50 at the end of this past March. I'd hate to be that age again. Which is only a couple months ago. Mm-hmm. And someone had told me something very similar to that. It was along the same lines, you know, going to the bathroom a lot. But it was even more, it was like, it, it's just, you hit 50, and all of a sudden, everything just, it like, it accelerates. All the aches and the pains. And it's, it, it's like everything that you kind of gradually felt in your late forties, it all hits you at one time, and I was like, "That's and like you." I was like, "That's that's ridiculous. That's garbage." Mm-hmm. It's true. I hit fifty, and maybe it's a psychological thing. I don't. I can't explain it. Might it. Be. But all of a sudden, I just felt start. <laughs> I start feeling terrible when I hit fifty. <laughs> well, I mean, give, given the lifestyle that I've chosen through the years, too, uh, you know, you know, I'm, I I don't make light of anything about the pandemic. Early on. You know, when we didn't know what was going on, I, I I told you this once before I saw you. We ran into each other. I am convinced that you had it. All the symptoms oh, you had. That was uh, not this past uh, and, and February, you, but the February before. Yeah, and you were the day I was telling you this, you were going to get your first shot. <laughs> that's right. That's right. And that's you right. said, well, I'll, I'll check. I'll ask, you know, and see. But, but, I mean, just, I mean, I felt horrible for you, all the things you were going through. We're sitting here and, uh, you know, I thought, wow, that's a heck of a flu he can't shake or a heck of a cold he can't shake. And, of course, we didn't know what was about to happen. Right. right. That and, was February of 2020. And uh, before everything fell apart. Uh, then you learn what you learn and you, you hear symptoms. You da, 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 da. I'm like, man, that was Tony. That was Tony C. I mean, I don't know if you ever found out. I did, I did not. I did not. It doesn't really matter now. Right, right. You know, I got we're, my shots. We're, we're, we're where we need to be. Right. But, uh, but I, you know, the, I, I again, my, my system most of the time, not most of the time, but a lot of the time is just so pickled. 
I mean, I, I don't know if I – yeah, you, right. you get a flu shot? No, I don't need to get that's a flu right. shot. I mean, if I have it, I, who will know? That's but, right. But you're right. When you turn 50, you, you, let's put it this way. Maybe it is psychological because you're just more aware of things. Could be. It's like, what is that? Could be. Uh-huh. And it's not even – some of it's physical. Some of it's it, it, it's mental. 50 hit me in a way that I never thought it would. Just – I don't know. When I hit fifty, I just it, it, I was like I started to take stock and inventory of my life and where I was well, and what I was doing. And maybe that's just a natural thing when you reach a certain age, you just start to. Oh, and you're you're married with children, child, yes. And well, okay, yeah. I see it. And I, I'm uh, selfish and uh, <laughs> uh, have no uh, needs other than my own, or so I've been told. You know, and uh, no. Uh, <laughs> I understand what you're saying there, and um, oddly enough, the only age that bothered me, and for the life of me, I'll never understand why, was when I turned 29. Don't ask me why. Really? I guess maybe because, oh, my God, 30's coming up, and da 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 Well, what, what I want to give it be go back to that, uh, though, right? Oh, now. I understand that now, but, but eight, I mean, I, I, 50, it's like when I turned 60, you know, my, my, my you know, just charming and caring friends are just like good god you're gonna be 60 <laughs> you know and i'm like hey man beat stopping a 59 that's right you that's know, right so keep keep the birthdays coming that's, that's right. how i look at it you know <laughs> uh it's, it's, it's funny about 29 I, that's, i've never heard that I, before. I know i have no idea why but it just did it bothered me hmm. so who knows yeah who knows all right well we got uh plenty to talk about today it is good to have uh the venerable one uh, back in the uh, medium chair. Well, thank I still you. have the big chair. Thank, oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, I, and, you know, and I, I listen to you whenever I, I can and uh, have, and it's great to be back, Tony, and, and I really, really enjoyed the first go-round when I was here with you, and uh, you, you make things a lot easier, and I appreciate it Oh, I, Well, I, I try. I try, and it's funny that you talk about uh, seeing 5 a.m. on the backside. Uh-huh. Um, I get in here at an ungodly hour. Yes, you I'm do. usually driving in here about quarter to four, and I see other cars on the road, and I always wonder: Are they going somewhere, or are they coming back? Are they coming, coming home? Back, coming back we... from somewhere? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if too many after 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 hours places around here. Now, um, but it could be just a house party running one and up. You never know. That, that's well, it could be a house party. You're right. You're right. It's not like it was, and uh, you know, I don't miss anything. Uh, you know, that's the, the other thing about pa- the pandemic. When uh, um, you know it, things opened up, uh, I discovered the uh, wonder of the day drinking, and uh, you know, when I you had nowhere us, to go, a lot, a lot of us did. did. I know, and uh, you know, a cocktail on the. Uh, you know, just before the noon hour, you know, if you're just hanging out at the house and not going anywhere, right? You know what the heck? A lot of times that's just reserved for vacation when you mm-hmm. don't have anything to do. Of course, last year a lot of us didn't have anything to do. No. So you just kind of, I, I think I told you, uh, it was, I think it was yesterday we were talking. Uh, I discovered or rediscovered the joys of uh, deck drinking. Yes. Just winding down in the evening, sun setting, gods are on the back deck. You have a couple sips, not too much, just enough to unwind and decompress and. Well, it's amazing with the resources you have at your home that you don't uh, fully utilize and right. appreciate until something like right, that happens. Right. And God forbid anything like this happens again. Right, right, like I say, right. let's just get out of this because right. we're we're almost there. We see a light at the end like of the it. tunnel. Right. And it sure does feel like it. However, 
uh, you know, our, uh, as friends through this, friends brought each other together through this, uh, and family, obviously, and of course the doctors, scientists, and researchers. But um, you know, we go to each other's house, and mm-hmm. we'd sit outside on a patio, a deck, a porch. And we was, you know, social distance. Sure. If we went inside, had a mask on, the whole deal. And uh, uh, it's the the small things in life you learn to appreciate through just uh, terrible times. And as a kid growing up, I always wish I had grown up in the 40s. And, of course, my mother said, well, you know, it wasn't. But what I always said was the way everybody came together and everybody took care of each other, picked each other up. Right. And uh, obviously this uh, it wasn't World War Two, but this was not good. Uh, No. In many regards, worse than a lot of wars we've had, if not all. But um, uh, it was very heartening and uh, very gratifying and very uh, rewarding the way everybody picked each other up and uh, for the most part not everybody well, but yeah I was go- I was going to say most, I'm, most. I'm glad you were able to glean that from it and yeah. take that from it because there were a lot of instances where we were so far apart I know in well, some instances and, and, and we still are but and we still are but you know but I'm glad to at least hear one person uh recognize some of the, you know, as much good as it can come of that the the, the core you know. the core I believe of uh humanity fellowship friendship and uh, it, it was a it was a very heartwarming thing to experience, and uh, I certainly wish I we had never experienced, but at least now we have, and you you know you know there is good in in most people, and that's very uh, encouraging. Yeah, right. This is what I want to know before we go to break here. This okay. is what I can't figure out, and quite frankly, it upsets me. Well, I'm sure I'll know the answer then. How are you able to lose weight? Mm. How were you? Because you walked in the building yesterday. I'm like. Who is this guy? Where did he come I from? You shake my hand. I didn't want to walk across the room. It's a long walk for a guy like me. <laughs> it's a long, yeah. No, uh, but I mean, you did. You you lost a considerable uh, uh, amount yeah, of weight. I, dro- over- I dropped about forty two pounds. See, that's, uh, to me, that's that's amazing because I think I put on forty two, well, if not more. That's I understand this. First of all, uh, I gained a considerable amount of weight previously to that because our family had had some you know some health issues with my mother yeah. and. I spent a lot of time in the hospital. You don't exercise, yada, yada, yada. But I, uh, basically when uh, I was home and had nowhere to be, the first thing I did every do every morning, in fact, when I leave here, because it's a drug, once you start, is exercise. Exercise, yeah. You know, and I go for about an hour, hour and a half, depending on, you know, what's going on. Uh, so that's always good for you, and it, particularly the blood pressure and uh, secondly, you know, Tony, you and I are, we're old war horses in, in this uh, business. And, <laughs> yeah. you know, newspaper, radio, the whole deal. And, you know, you, you're working on the run, okay? And so you're kind of a prisoner to fast food. Oh, yeah, no doubt. And, look, I, I'm not dogging fast food. I, uh, it's not the best for I, you, though. Let's I, be real. I, I, just, I love it most as of much it's as not anybody. Good, yeah. And, you know, and I, I, you know I'm, not, I'm not an advocate, believe me, but... You just don't realize that's the only big change I had. Uh, you just don't realize what that stuff does to you until you you're not eating it. And right. I wasn't eating it at all. And uh, other than an occasional breakfast, 
you know, because, I mean, that's still pretty tough to turn away from. But uh, I, I don't, and I, I do I miss it? I miss, I miss it for some reason. Uh, but uh, just got to stay away from it in, in my case anyway. So I think that's the big thing hmm. because, frankly, like I said, I, 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 again, you know, we've, we've touched on some things to start the morning that are kind of, you know, not really uh, very tasteful, but uh, I drank more beer not the first in time. my not life. Not the first time. <laughs> in, I mean, I'm a beer drinker and always was, but I, I drank more beer in my than I ever have in my life. So people say, oh, my God, you quit drinking beer. It's like, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when I'm sleeping, that's about it. But I think that was the big thing in exercise. But, yeah, I didn't feel great. I'm I'm seriously back to where I usually always was before I gained all that weight when my mother gets sick. See, we did it in reverse. See, I actually lost weight before the pandemic. I had dropped like 25 pounds. It's probably because I think you had it. And then, <laughs> yeah, then a pandemic hit, and then I gained uh, a ton of weight, which I'm, I'm but, but trying to work on. That's understandable because, you know, what do you do? You know, you do what you did. Exercise. It, it, so what you, when you exercise, you you just walking. Is that what you mean of exercise? Well, you, so, you're pumping some iron, Mike. Uh, you're getting no, there. And, no, 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 no. My okay. God, uh, just the twelve <laughs> ounce swirl. curls, baby. But no, no, no. I, 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 Sixteen ounces during weddings. Ninety percent of the time, I, I just walk. I'm slowly, gradually, I'm gradually building into. Uh, I just live down the street from Greenway Avenue Stadium, and they have a real nice, comfortable turf on your legs and oh, yeah, back. Yeah. You know, talk about turn fifty. And I can't run long distances anymore. And uh, I have a program that I do on the turf when I do a little, uh, half running, half walking, and just to burn some. And and then I I just go home, and start cracking them open. Where do you go? It's diet beer too, so I think that that's, a, that's always helps. It, that it, always it, helps. Light beer rips the fat right off. Of you. <laughs> I'll tell you what also lends itself to what you were talking about. So I I, I kind of have the double whammy, and you're right. The professions that we chose, newspaper, radio, it does lend itself to fast food. You, you don't always, have a choice. You don't have a choice because you're always going. Either going to cover a game. You're, it's, you're, it's a and time. People, and people give it to you. Yes. Yes, they what, will. What are you supposed to say? Yeah. No. No. Well, you could, but that'd be rude. Right. That, <laughs> that would be rude. rude. It would be rude. Uh, but coaching is the same way. Exactly. Because not so much during practice, but games. You go uh, road trips, and usually you got to stop, and you, it's usually a place, you know, it's a fast food joint, it's a sheets or whatever. And again, no knock on those places. Not a whole no, lot of healthy no. options yes. at those places. So, so coaching definitely lends to that, where you're on the road and you're presented with a choice of you eat this or you don't eat at all. Mm-hmm. So again, I can make better choices. We all can make better choices. We right? all can. But uh, you inspire me. You see, first day back, you've inspired me. Oh, see, wow, that no one's ever said that to me. Well, see, there you go. We're making, we're, usually, we're breaking new ground here. Usually, I hear uh, <laughs> get out. You know. So. <laughs> Thank well, you. you won't hear that. You won't hear that. I'm very At least not inspired today. to be here. It's, At least I, not I, honestly, I, I just can't tell you how happy I am right, to, be, well, to be back It's good to have you back. It's good to have you back. All right. Um, we're going to take a break. Got news and weather coming up. When we come back, uh, Mike and I are going to get into uh, last night's home run derby. A couple regional guys representing very well. That's right. Uh, one from the Nats, uh, one from the O's. And we'll get into that and then talk about tonight's All-Star game. And I'm going to ask Mike if he gets excited about it anymore because I know I don't. Okay. But uh, all that coming up next. Stick around. 102.1 FM, AM 1230 WCMD. This is the Morning Rush. Celebrating the return of the venerable one. 
Mike Burke. Yes. Back uh, on the rush. He will be here. Uh, what I say? Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Uh, we'll see. To start. Well, not this week. Cause, uh, What's today? Today, I don't know. <laughs> it all it all runs together after a while. Yeah, that's that's the plan, and we'll we'll go from there. So look, right. it's just going to be great. Mike will be here. Well, we'll be here today and tomorrow. Then I'm gone the rest of the week. So I don't know what you're going to do. Oh, I'll I know you'll you be you'll be writing for us as well. You'll be working on your columns and yes. blogs and yeah, hope, everything. Yeah, hope, that, the plan is to have the first one to be ready by the end of the week, and it, I'm almost done now. And um, so it's good to be doing that again as well. It's it's one of those things, and people don't understand unless you've been through it. I guess maybe a lot of occupations are like that. Is once it gets your it's claws into you, it's hard. It's hard to give it up. It's hard to. You know, it's what was the old uh, was it The Godfather? No, or what, what movie was it? Like every time I try to get out, it pulls me I back. I think in. it was Godfather yeah. too that sucks me uh, back yeah. in. And, right, right, right. Uh, uh, well, yesterday, for instance, my first day back, and uh, you know, Joe hands me a box. He said, "Look, there's your laptop. Just get back in the swing of things." I'm like, "Oh, okay." So I went to my little workstation in. Uh, I have a window and everything, and I didn't have a window at the newspaper, so it's a big deal. <laughs> and uh, so I looked out the window for a while at uh, Vance Auto Parts, and uh, th- then I just started. You j- yeah, you just it's just like okay, it is like riding a bike. Now I'm not saying what I what's what's going on there is going to work, but it, yeah, it's you're right. And also the Godfather. I mean, th- that is the most male quoted movie in history, The Godfather. You know, only men quoted. It seems like you know this, <laughs> this, this uh, Godfather too. You know, this is the profession we have chosen. Right. You know, so it gets in your blood. It and does. It's hard it, to get rid of. We we're lucky, and we've been very lucky, Tony. I mean, yeah. we we've seen a lot of things, and most importantly, met so many wonderful people, uh, and some not so wonderful. And it's mutual. That's I mean, life. They, yeah. they, they, <laughs> That's they, right. they 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 uh, you know we've been no day at the beach. For them. It's true. It's true. But uh, guilty as charged. What a great way to make a living, and what a great way to spend your life, really. And you know, talking about sports, writing about sports, right. and people, and 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 that's the thing too. Uh, you know, Joe and I have talked about. Uh, I'm I'm going to do a lot of human interest stuff too, not not just sports. And okay. like, in, in fact, one of the last uh, pieces I wrote when I was here was when the day the bars shut down. Uh, the day before uh, St. Patrick's Day, yeah, that's right. yeah, yeah, and you know, I I went into Joe's office and said, "Look, I is alright if I go up to Patrick's and you know, because they they got shut down in three hours like the rest of them." He said, "Oh, that's good," and so I, I I was really pleased with that piece too, because not only did it involve friends, but it involved um, you know what uh, you know pub Patrick's pub right. uh, it, it, pub pub stands for public house. And and the way the, that immediate community and neighborhood relied on, mm-hmm. you know, for instance, uh, Patrick's, they they prepare uh, lunches for the kids in the neighborhood, right? When they can't go to school, things like that, right? You know, and everything how it was going to affect the the, the staff there, and you know, everything Sean Dietry, you know. Had on his mind, you know, he had a staff of 50 he had to worry about. Right. And Sean does worry about it. If you know Sean, mm-hmm. I mean, he, he he takes that to heart. And, and uh, it was very uh, – it was just a surreal time for all of us. And uh, 
So I, I hopefully I'll, I'll never do another one like that. Maybe we could do something about now that we're opening and again, yada, you know, a little yeah, let, let it come full circle. Yeah, and you so know, I and think you can look is. forward to that or one of the other public houses in the place. Those of us who spend quite a bit of time at, at these establishments like to call them public houses because it sounds as though, you know, right. total losers. But, uh, but of course we are, and that's fine with us. But you got, you got, you got, you got, you got places like that, and they, they definitely, well, they, they have a, 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 when you find your spot, I call it your, when you find your spot, we, I think at some point we have a spot. Yeah. It has a Cheers vibe to it, does it not? Sure it does, and that that's what made that it's a, it's a such comfort. a perfect right. television show. Because every person in that bar, there's every we all know that one. person <laughs> is in every other right. bar in in America. And but 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 for instance, see, it's just my aunt Sue, God rest her soul, who just passed. Uh, she called me over her house one day, thinking I was looking for something to do, and she had me try and dig out her gutter beneath her uh, driveway. You know, right. caked with all kinds right. of things. You know, she and she was going to, you know, give me a nice check and everything, which of course I I did not want, did right. not take. Uh, I got halfway done, realized this is a job for Mayor Ray Morris and in the, the city of Cumberland, which they he gladly took care of it with a, one of their snakes. But anyway, I told my aunt, I said, look, I appreciate so much you thinking of me, but. I'm not looking for anything to do. Right. All right. Particularly (laughs) this kind of stuff. Right. She she goes, what do you do? And I said, well, essentially I exercise. I do stuff around the house, check in with my brother and, you know, find a respectable time. And I go, I go to Patrick's and I don't drive home and I'm a bar person. I see my aunt and my mother and all their brothers and sisters. And for the most part, all of us, all the grandchildren. Just on the other side of this empty drugstore, which that I don't get at all. That, yeah, that's, that whole dynamic. I don't. Yeah, I don't this. get it either. <laughs> but uh, it was Burke's Tavern, Burke's Tavern and Seafood on Fifth Street, which is now Industrial Boulevard, corner York and uh, uh, Fifth Street. Okay, and that's where we all grew up. And that tavern, that bar, is still this day referred to as the bar. We we all grew up around that. And I was a little kid, and I would go in and see these guys sitting at the bar. You know, I'd get a hamburger from my grandmother and send along my way. And uh, I was like, wow, man, these guys just come in here to, like, listen to ball games and the mm-hmm. jukebox. And, and talk. And talk and enjoy themselves. And, and let off some steam. And I, was and like, just... one, I said, one day I'm going to – I was a kid. I said, I'm going to be that. I'm going to be one of those guys. And uh, I said, so, Sue, that's, that's what I do. And even she had to admit, she goes, well, I mean, we are we are bar folk. I said, yes, we are. <laughs> yes, ma'am, we are. <laughs> so now I have to ask, because I don't know the backstory there. You, that was a family joint then, Burke's Tavern? That yeah, was my in... grandparents okay, all right. opened I just... it. My okay. grandfather, Stanley, and my grandmother, Helen, opened it. And it had terrific seafood. I can remember being a kid. Now, this is crazy. Uh, you get a dozen crabs for like two bucks. Oh, jeez. Yeah, hard shells. Good luck getting that today. And my that grandmother and made so many wood. wonderful dishes and burgers and fish. And uh, my grandfather caught the fish. And you know, nice. It, it, yeah, it was it was the greatest place in the world to grow up. And uh, you know, this, this neighborhood was just wonderful. And you know, it was a, it was a front porch 
neighborhood like they all were. Right, right. And uh, boy, what, how wonderful it would be if we could ever get back to that. But obviously, you can never no, go home. No, again. you can't. No. Too, mu- too much has changed. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's uh, and, way and too much. For, in most cases, for the better. But most cases. Not in all Something cases. Not, not in all cases. All right, uh, let's switch gears. All right. Now I'm hungry for seafood. Um, yeah. Home Run Derby was last night. Yes, it was. In uh, Coors Field. I don't know if you watched it. I can honestly say I did not. Uh, it just doesn't move the needle for me like it used to. Exactly. Uh, we had eight players in the Derby, two representing our region, I guess you could say. Uh, in that one eight matchup, the guy everybody's been talking about. All right. Otani, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, he took on Juan Soto uh, from the Nationals, the youngster. And it, Soto was kind of an afterthought, really. With all the hype around Otani, mm-hmm. it was almost like, well, these guys, Otani's going to win the whole thing. Soto only has 11 home runs this year mm-hmm. uh, compared to what? Otani has 32, 33, something like that. Yep. Um, but to Soto's credit, I think maybe to surprise a lot of people, uh, he gave Otani all he could handle and then some. They what, both had 22 in the first round. Mm-hmm. Then they each hit six in a playoff. Then they went to a a three-swing playoff, Hmm. and that's where Soto got the job done. Here's the pitch. Swing and a drive center field. Did he go three for three? He did! Into the forest in center field. He just wanted it. That kid is so talented, it is scary. Otani knows it. Otani knows it's over. I mean, he's still... Trying to catch his breath. Yeah, Otani, I think he whiffed on the first pitch of that three-swing playoff, and he was done. Mm. So Soto beat him. And you look at Soto's numbers this year. Like any other player, that would be a decent year. Mm-hmm. But it's almost like he's having a down year. But he really, he really isn't. So it shouldn't be a surprise. We know the talent that he showed, what, two? When did he get into the league? Two years ago? Yeah. And uh, it, it, you're right. It shouldn't surprise us, but you're right. Uh, uh, the, the second coming of Babe Ruth, uh, who I, every, uh, we all love, and I love to watch him play, Otani. But uh, Soto is just so good. <laughs> I, I I have not seen a player like him since Ken Griffey Jr. Mm, and and that's. I, that's lofty, yeah. And I know I really believe that he is that good and that talented. And you saw it like his first uh, national, uh, you know, coming out party, so to speak, in the postseason. Right. He is just so good. This shouldn't surprise us, but he wasn't the story going in. He was an afterthought going in because I think he was just a last, you know, right. pick it. Right. Which I I just think he's. I think this kid is going to have like a Ken Griffey kind of career. I just really believe he's that good. For instance, I know my best friend in the world, Bill Feeney, he has great plans for Soto becoming uh, his son-in-law. And uh, I don't know if his daughter Claire knows about that, but Bill has got, gotten the wheels in motion. And uh, <clears throat> and he, he he's just so likable. I mean, I'm not, I'm not a Nationals fan. I'm an Orioles guy, as you know, and – my whole view on them is who invited you, but uh, they, they got a heck of an organization. Yeah. And he's a perfect example of why that. And yeah, yeah, I, I, I hadn't planned on watching it, but I, I curiosity killed you. Got sucked in because of the other guy we're going to talk about, right? And, and that was Trey Mancini. Yes. Soto, Soto got bounced in the second round uh, mm-hmm. yes. by Pete Alonso. 
In another first-round matchup, Mancini uh, barely beat Matt Olson from the A's. It was 24-23. And then he beats uh, Trevor Story, the Rocky, the the, the, the token yes. hometown mm-hmm. you know, uh, representative. Then he goes to the finals to face uh, Alonzo, who's a defending home run derby yes. champ, oh, by the way. And in that final, Mancini, uh, he went first. High and deep left center field and a home run. Uh-oh. This one crushed out towards left and gone. He's in a pretty good groove. Pete Alonzo is going to have some work to do. He's going to have some work to do. Another one ripped out towards dead center. Left field. And that'll go. Wow. That was smoke. The buzzer goes off. And he's got 17, I believe. This one will go to left field. That clears the wall. Deep into the seats and gone. And he finishes with 22 home runs. So 22. Apparently they played every single one of them right there in that clip. Uh, 22 home (laughs) runs for Mancini. So Alonzo definitely uh, had his work cut out for him. And unfortunately for Orioles fans. Yeah. Good old Pete. He got the job done. Magenta ball. See you later. And that one out of the concourse. Oh, my goodness. Where is that going to go left center? Look at this one. Is he going to hit the scoreboard? He's one away from time. Did he just win it? He just won it. Pete Alonso, home run derby champ again. I love – I'm a – I'm a crowd guy. I love mm-hmm. listening to the crowd. I love watching the crowd. Mm-hmm. I love each home run, the level of that crowd got higher and higher and higher. They appreciated it every single time. I love I, I love to hear that. But Alonzo got the win. He beat Trey 23-22. Uh, just a third player to win back-to-back home run derby titles. We just talked about this guy, King Griffey Jr. Yes. Won back-to-backs in 98-99, and Ioannis Cespedes did it in 2013 and 2014. Being the O's guy that you are, being that uh, you were forced to stay up and watch it, were you mad that uh, Pete beat Trey for the home run derby title? Uh, uh, sure, not mad, but disappointed for Mancini. But just everything about Trey Mancini and all he's gone through and overcome is just so inspiring and very heartwarming and touching. And Pete Alonzo, man, he, he he played the heavy. I mean, I mean, he didn't play the heavy. He was cast in that role. Right. And and but I'll say this: he didn't back down from him. He was rocking and rolling, and he he was like, you know, Ollie. His head was bopping the whole time, and you know, and you know that was the mindset. Those things are hard. I mean, granted, it's been since the hit the fence days at Johnson Heights Elementary since I've been in a home run derby. <laughs> But, you know, they're hard, and you're in that attitude. Right. The, all those guys, it was really uh, impressive, the display that they put on, and, and Alonzo w- w- was not missing them. Now, he hit uh, 74 home runs last night, totaling a distance of 6.35 miles, yeah, which is amazing. And, and Trey Mancini, I was kind of surprised when they asked him to be in that because he's not a home run kind of hitter. Right. He's like a gap hitter, a line drive hitter. But, he, you know, he certainly distinguished himself very well. And since they changed the format, like the first year I think they had it, it may have been 91 when Cal Ripken won it in Toronto. 
and uh, which in itself was pretty amazing too. But uh, they just took total home runs, and then right. and then like two years later, I saw the home run hitting derby or the home run derby in person at Camden Yards when Griffey hit the the warehouse. Oh right, okay. Every time yeah. it's been hit on, with on, the, you know without being on the bounce. And Juan Gonzalez put one in the uh, high, higher reaches of left field upper deck at Camden Yards. So it's pretty cool sure. the way they used they used to do it. So now you know you break it down into rounds, and like Terry Mancini won like a TKO through each round getting there. Whereas right. Alonso was just dominant through the whole thing. Right, right. And you know people are like already wasn't I, I my head hadn't hit the pillow yet. Social media is coming down on him for winning the home run derby. <laughs> Because of what? Because you know, of Mancini's story, and, right? You know that, that that's just you know that guy wanted to win it too, and boy, he sure did. And Mancini certainly had a great uh, run, and uh, it doesn't diminish anything about it. It makes it kind of even more romantic, you know what what what's happening with him and how he's he's just uh, you know embracing life and what it's just remarkable that he's not only as you said earlier, not only is he in the big leagues. Not, I mean, not only is he alive, not only is he in the big leagues, he is an all-star caliber yeah, big league he's player. performing. He is unreal. And and, you know, just, to go through what he's gone through in a, a little over a year's time, really. Uh, it certainly is. Um, and as a matter of fact, we're going to play a clip here. He's actually uh, the subject of uh, the most recent ESPN cover story. Mm-hmm. So we're going to play a clip here. It's about three and a half minutes long. It's part of the cover story uh, before we go to break. So here is uh, ESPN's Kevin Van Valkenburg mm-hmm. on the, uh, the cover story with uh, Trey Mancini. During spring training in March of 2020, something felt different. I remember being in the cage taking seven swings or so, and I was feeling a little gassed. One of our team trainers came up to me and said that my iron test came back a little wonky. And then they ordered more specific iron testing, and it came back really low again so they knew something was wrong and our head athletic trainer sat me down and he said I don't want to scare you but I think you're bleeding internally on March 6 as his girlfriend Sarah traveled in from out of town Trey underwent additional testing from a nearby clinic I got in and the nurse came out and I was like, hi, I'm here to get my boyfriend, Trey Mancini. He should be waking up soon from a colonoscopy. And she's like, thank God you're here. Come back. And I knew something was wrong. I was still a little out of it, but the doctor explained the procedure that he did. He said, I, I do a lot of these, and, and I'm 99.9% sure it's a cancerous tumor that you, that you have in your colon. Less than a week later, Mancini had surgery at Johns Hopkins University in Baltimore. Soon after, doctors concluded he had stage 3 colon cancer. I got a call on my 28th birthday, which was March 18th. First thing in the morning, I woke up and said, three of your 23 lymph nodes tested positive for cancer and you're going to have to do chemotherapy. And I think out of everything, that was the toughest news to receive. I did not, for a second, sit back and feel sorry. I just thought we're going to get treatment, we're going to get you feeling better, and we're going to see the other side. Trey would miss the entire 2020 season and undergo months of grueling chemotherapy. So this is treatment number four. 
So I feel um, kind of nauseous, and then I feel like I've got like maybe the tiniest headache. It feels like almost right behind my eyes a little bit. Um, one of the drugs, which I actually became allergic to halfway through my treatments, really makes your um, fingers and toes numb. I'd say the feeling in my feet didn't totally come back until like January. I had about 50% feeling. They were, they were pretty numb for a while after. After a little more than six months of treatment, Mancini's cancer went into remission. By November, he began working out with his eyes on returning to the Orioles for spring training. And by April, just over 12 months after being diagnosed with stage three colon cancer, Trey Mancini was home. He's a warrior, man. I don't think any of us knew what to expect if he was gonna be able to maintain things going day to day after the year that he went through and he showed that he could. Mancini first pitch swinging, drive, deep right center field, way back. It's out of here. Trey Mancini with his first home run of the season. By mid-May, Mancini was among the league leaders in home runs and RBI. He was invited to compete in the Major League Baseball Home Run Derby, an honor he couldn't have imagined a year ago. Cancer doesn't consume you. It doesn't have to define you. And I wanted to prove that I'm the same guy that I was before the diagnosis, before the chemotherapy, before everything. I wanted to show people that you can go through hell and go on to live a normal life afterwards. So there was uh, ESPN's Kevin Van Valkenburg, part of the uh, cover story. Get the full story at uh, ESPN.com. And I think that's what Trey did last night when he was talking about there about you know being an inspiration, showing people uh, that you can bounce back from what he went through by doing what he did last night and what he's done all season. Uh, he's been a great example. He sure has, and uh, a fi- fine person by all accounts. And uh, uh, and Vockenberg, by the way, is one of the great sports writers in America. And he 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 got his big start with the Baltimore Sun, and um, he he just does fantastic work. And yeah, that was a wonderful piece. Yeah, yeah, and uh, again, get the full uh, story on ESPN.com. And, uh, you know, any I think most of us, if not all of us, know someone somewhere along the line mm-hmm. who was hit with cancer at some point in time. And so some hit more closer in ho- home than others. I know I had several family members myself, and you understand exactly. Yeah. Maybe by not going through it, my, you know, understand exactly what he went through Getting that diagnosis, getting the news, which is absolutely terrifying and awful, yes. and then the, the, the chemotherapy and to come back from all that. Uh, if you didn't root for Trey Mancini before, uh, it's easy to root for him now. Yeah, being being allergic to the chemotherapy really uh, struck home with me for just the reasons you said. Right, yeah. right, right. So, all right, we'll see what he can do in the second half of the season. We'll talk about Trey more uh, as we move on. Yeah, all right, like Wiener. What's that? Sounds good. Okay. <laughs> I'm hungry for hot dogs. All right, our number one in the books. Our number two, we're on the corner doing push-ups. Stick around. 102.1 FM, AM 1230, WCMD. This is the Morning Rush. Tony C in the big chair with the return of the venerable one. I am. Mike Burke. About venerable, but it really. Oh, no. You are as venerable as it comes, sir. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Right now, there's somebody listening going, What the hell does venerable mean? Google it and you'll understand. All right, I will. (laughs) (laughs) Mike is uh, back uh, with us after uh, taking some 
time off. Yes. Through no fault of his own. Through no fault of his own. But he's back. He'll be back every uh, with us every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. I will be here. Bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. I will be here. Came in this morning at 5.55 and uh, maybe 5.50. I don't know what time it was. I can't remember now. Yeah, I had to throw pebbles at the window <laughs> for you to let me in. No, that's not true. But uh, yeah. I, I said, good morning to you. I think your response was, morning. Morning. And I completely I, yeah. understand. Good, 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 is there such a thing as a good morning? Actually, now that I've actually experienced mornings, more than I had in the past because, you know, we work nights. Right. Man, you know, by golly, uh, after you finish your work and it's just at the noon hour, it is a good morning. Yeah, 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 yeah that's right. It could be a good morning depending on how good the night was before. <laughs> well, that, <laughs> that's also morning. a good point. We're still making adjustments there. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, reminder, several ways to get involved on the show. Uh Twitter. At WCMD Morning Rush, uh, at Rush Tony C. Are you still on uh, Twitter there, Mike? I can't remember I your am. handle. At Mike Burke MDT. There you go. At Mike Burke MDT, our Facebook page. Alan at- Terps. That's right. That's right. MDT, that's what I did then. Who uh, they've lost seemingly everybody from their basketball team. Yeah. <laughs> Aaron Wiggins is staying in the NBA draft. Uh, mm-hmm. Morsell transferred uh, to Marquette. Anybody even coming back? I don't even know. Oh, yeah. I mean, those, those, I have they, I don't get me started on that guy, <laughs> but uh, they they'll have uh, they'll, they'll be decent. And uh, again, is as long as not many in game decisions have to be made. Uh, w- Wiggins is in a situation. He had a great combine and uh, uh, camp, whatever that is, and because he he's very skilled player. Uh, he probably, of course, anybody would be better served to, to stay one more year. But the thing is, he's a year older than, right? You know, he he's on the clock. That people have to understand. That's one of the big reasons Mellow Trimble left a year early, because uh, once you get to be a certain age, they they're not quite as interested as as uh, they were, say, when right, you were a little right. younger. So yeah, I wish Wiggins all the best. I mean, he made the right decision, but uh, I I certainly would have loved to have seen him stay one more year, but. Uh, I wish I, I hope he really pans out for him the way he wants it to, but uh, Maryland still should be pretty good uh, if he had come back and if Morsell had come back, um, uh, you know they they they'd been top five in a big r- ten, ranked yeah. going in right, right. No, no, nationally. Oh, now you think nationally? Okay, they, they would have been. Uh, I think there's legit top twenty five team going in, but again, as long as in game decisions don't play a factor, which. I don't think anybody can get that lucky. Uh, your uh, boy Turge. Well, you know he likes to, you know, he likes to draw them up and. Oh, uh, uh, funny! That's, uh, I thought some college hoops in July. Go figure that one out. Yeah, man, we got we're all over the place. <laughs> what did I leave off? Oh, Facebook page uh, at whatever it is. WCMD Cumberland Radio. That's right. I can't remember. Senior moments all over the place. I understand. With you and I together, senior moments are going to be a bound, be limitless. Who are you? Exactly. You get in here. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> rush line is open, 301-759-2628. Your chance to dial and dance. Come on, 301. That was a bad one. Wow, my voice is – that was terrible. 301-759-2628. And, of course, our podcast page on the free Podbean app where we upload every show every day. So if you missed any part of any show, like if you missed last hour, Mike and I just sat here – and talked about whatever. 
uh, for the first hour. It's great. It's great Just kind of a welcome back, kind of a catch up. You put me to work then tomorrow, huh? What's that? Then tomorrow you'll be putting me to work. Yes, yes. Or we'll just do the same thing. I don't know. I'll be doing the heavy lifting. Again. We have de- <laughs> since uh, we were talking off the air. Since uh, we here at the station that we're expanding our horizons mm-hmm. and going away from just all sports, we are now news talk and sports with a variety of different shows, and we could also expand our horizons and doesn't necessarily have to be all about sports because let's face it, life is more than just. Sports, so we can you know. It took us long enough to find out, but you're took right. too long. It took, took too long to find sports out. Sports is so important in the fabric of life, but it is not life. Yes, and yeah. well, put that on a T-shirt. I like that one. I know. Say that again. What was I, it? I, I, he won't I see it's gone. Listen, it's gone I, already. I'll have to get on we'll Podbean. Have, and we'll have to play it back. <laughs> right dead down. We'll have to play it back. But no, it, sports has its role in life. But yeah, you're right. It's not the end all be all. Which unfortunately. As we talked about yesterday, well, not we, me, but we talked about off the air about what happened after the Euro 2020 yes. and the despicable people who oh boy, I mean, that's that, that, what after the English uh, England players. That, those are things that uh, we don't miss, uh, you know, stepping away from the parts of the business that we, we have done. And uh, uh, it's just it's just despicable in some of the, the, the media reports just fanned it, you know, the headlines that, that were chosen and the word choice and the descriptions. Uh, yeah, I actually, just by default, uh, my buddy uh, Brian Callis, man, he, he, he's he's a player and uh, just I'm not a soccer guy. I went to Fort Hill not, in yeah. the 70s when we didn't have soccer in the city of Cumberland, you know, and so it's just that's not our game. But I, I, I just hanging out with him and watching and learning because uh, he grew up playing soccer. Uh, uh, I just watch it by default, and I actually did watch most of quite a bit of the Euro twenty, actually, and and uh, the, the final. I, I watched most of it, and uh, I, I rather enjoyed it. It's like anything else, if you take the time to learn it. It's really interesting. Like you know, hockey. I love hockey. Don't understand it, but I like to watch it. <laughs> Lacrosse. I mean, is the same oh, way. Yeah, yeah. And it's like you know, a friend of mine asked me not long ago. I mean, I was explaining you know what you know lacrosse people are just you know cut. They're just a different cut, and it's just there's and you know she said, well, why can't we be lacrosse people too? And it, it touches on what you just said. So, yeah, you know, there you go. I didn't even so notice that. We got Maryland lacrosse, we got Maryland lacrosse gear. There you go. There you go. No terps. <laughs> We're lacrosse people, too. One of, my, uh, one of my college beats was, for a very brief time, um, Pittsburgh had an indoor lacrosse team. Mm-hmm. The Pit Bulls. The Pittsburgh Bulls. Oh, I thought cool. was a great name. Yeah, it is. So we would actually, just because we could, not that anybody at my college was clamoring for indoor lacrosse stories, but we can get the pass and go in. Mm-hmm. And so we drove, we took the hour drive down to Pittsburgh, and we watched indoor lacrosse, and it was fantastic. It's a lot different than the outdoor game. Don't get me wrong, but sure. But uh, yeah, I thought it was cool. It, oh, it's a great game. Again, don't you know? Originally, uh, lacrosse came into our lives at Maryland because we used to go to uh, what was then called Bird Stadium. It's now Maryland Stadium. 
uh, to, to look, watch the girls sunbathe. And uh, it was called Bird Beach. <laughs> and, it, it, you know, being – we did. And we're watching the girls sunbathe. And, but um, being the, the idiots that we were and likely remain, our attention spans <laughs> are so minuscule that we ended up being diverted by – the lacrosse, lacrosse game that was going on at the time, and it's like, wow, this is pretty cool. That must game. have been one and, hell of a lacrosse and, game. Yeah, and we, we, yeah, we forgot why we even went up to Bird Beach. And same, same with um, hockey. My friend Bill and I were roommates in college, and rather than actually study, we would just rather do just about anything. And since we only lived maybe a couple miles from the Capitol Center at the time, we would go to Caps games. There you go. It, you know, and we don't had any idea. We had no idea what we were watching, but we we, we had fun. And you just knew it was fast. We, People we, were hitting and each we other. Just thought we were getting away with something. Ha <laughs> uh-huh. ha! Well, who had the last laugh as usual? Not us. <laughs> I told you it's been one of my goals since I started this show to convert at least if I could convert at least one person. Into a hockey fan, I've done my duty because I think too many people are missing out. I agree on what I think is a tremendous sport. It is a wonderful game, and again, I I don't understand the nuances, but I enjoy watching it. Right, and it's one of those games. It's like when you take your girlfriend to a baseball game. She doesn't like. I don't like baseball. Okay, well, too bad we're going. <laughs> and, and then you you know you go to your first game, and, right. and it's like wow, this is cool. Da 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 da. Well, then later you find your girlfriend just happened to be watching a baseball game on t- television mm-hmm. because she's been to a because game. She's been, right. That's how I was right. with hockey. Yeah. Like when I, I actually started going to games, son of a gun. I watch them on television then. And oh, and suddenly after you go to a game in person, when you're watching on television, you can follow the puck. Right. You right. know? <laughs> and right. It, it's, and, and you know how to watch it and what to watch, not necessarily the, the puck all the time. Right. But just had the peripheral, right? You know, and uh, so I, I'm with you. I'm, I'm a hockey. I like to watch hockey in the winter, and I'm not but, saying that I'm going to go down to the last uh, second with you, but <laughs> I, I do enjoy watching it. It's a great game. It is definitely one of those sports, and I know we say it all the time. I mean, it's cliche, but it, if it wasn't true, it wouldn't be cliche. Is that it's it's one of those sports that got to be experienced in person? Mm, yeah, and if you if you watch it in person, like. To your point, once, twice, you'll get hooked mm-hmm. because it is a much better sport to watch in person oh, than on TV. But and you don't look. I, I couldn't sit here and draw up a game plan like X's and O's. Right. I, I you know, but when I watch it, I know what's going on. Uh-huh. You know, I do know the nuances of the game. I, I can't tell you. I, again, I couldn't draw up a power play. Like I don't even know how they design those things mm-hmm. because it seems like a lot of times it's just. It's just haphazard up and down the ice. Like, it's not structured at all, but it is. Mm-hmm. So I, I really couldn't get into the whole coaching aspect, but I, I kind of know what's going on. And somebody even asked me, uh, it was last week, you know, if I had to pick one sport to watch for the rest of my life, I'd pick hockey. Uh-huh. And I know it kind of took them aback a little bit. Like, really? But yeah. Now, if you asked me that question 30 years ago, it would have been football. Sure. Football was king, especially grew up in Southwest PA. That's, oh, yeah. well, that's what you did. Um but I just I love I love the game. There's just something about hockey. It's the speed of the game, the physicality of it, the emotion of the game. Because I, I think we get caught up so much in we want to see offense. We want to see 45 to 40 football games. We want to see 
eight to seven baseball game. And people will say soccer's boring because there's it could be a one nothing game. Uh, uh, that, Look, that's silly. You could have a one nothing hockey game and it'd be just as exciting as if it was eight to seven. Mm-hmm. If you know what you're watching, if you, especially during the playoffs, Stanley Cup playoffs, there's nothing like it. To, for me, for my money, the Stanley Cup playoffs and the men's basketball tournament in college, oh, yeah. there's nothing like those two. I nothing else agree. compares to it. Uh, uh, it's just what's in the air. You're right. Right. And uh, just to, to your uh, point about, you know, you couldn't draw X and O, but you just like to watch, and once you see it, you understand. I don't know if it was a Supreme Court justice or a, a prominent attorney. I, I don't know the particulars. Forgive me for that. But uh, You are forgiven. The, 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 he or she was asked, what is the definition of pornography? And the, the answer was, I don't know. I just know it when I when see, I see it. it, right? You know, and right. that, and and to that point, in that vein, uh, you know, you're right. Once you you're locked in, and, and again, in basketball, same way in this regard, uh, I, I, a great tip: how to watch a basketball game. I believe it was uh, Dan Dockage, uh, who I think is very good, but he takes a lot of grief from pretty I much. Agree. Everybody. I agree. Yeah, I like him too. I like but, him too. You know, he said the way you watch a basketball game, you watch everything but the ball, and when when you focus on watching any game that way, mm-hmm. don't you watch every everything but the puck? You know, you go to a NASCAR game or a match or match race. race, watch everything but the leader. You know, and and then your your natural peripheral vision just takes over right. and you're aware of where the ball, the puck, the leader is, and then you can get a, a better uh, feel, grasp, and a rhythm for whatever it is you're watching. I agree to you 100%. Yeah, well, that's how, you know, that's how we, uh, that's how we watch film mm-hmm. when, when, when we're coaching. When we break down film and we're trying to teach, you know, kids what to do, what not to do, you can't watch the ball. And we get so caught up in doing mm-hmm. that. You know, and even as coaches, you can't follow the ball all the time. You got to be seeing what's happening off the ball because somebody could be making a mistake, not doing something right. And when you're, it does add to the viewing experience when you can see the entirety of it Mm. because you can actually see things set up. You can actually see things coming. And you find yourself going, oh. (laughs) (laughs) You can anticipate things more if you can, if you see the whole field or see the whole court. So there's your uh, uh, viewing lesson for the day, folks yes, out there. Yes, we're something. What's that? We're really we're something. something. <laughs> now, tonight is the All-Star Game. Yes. Uh, the 91st yes. edition of the Midsummer Classic. Um, I don't know about you, but it doesn't move the needle for me anymore like it used to, and I don't really have a good explanation why. Um, I used to love it growing up. I love seeing the different players, especially in the different uniforms. I thought that was great. Mm-hmm. Uh, and maybe I just outgrew it or I grew out of it. Maybe it's changed. I don't know. But I just don't I just don't care. I don't care about the All-Star game at all anymore. Um, I don't know if it's because of the way – they try to attach something to it, like home field in the World Series, yeah, that, or uh, that whole you know ending in a tie mess. I I, I don't know, but I, I could easily find something better to do tonight. Watch the All Star Game. You or you still do something for you or whatever. It used to be a, a big big thing, and I mean, you, as kids, we we used to live for the All Star Game uh, edition of the Sporting News. 
to come oh, out. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. And that was a big deal. And they had you know, you score card in the middle of it. And uh, no, no, nothing stays the same, obviously. But, uh, you know, for instance, I heard somebody talking about the 1971 All-Star game last night during the Home Run Derby, I think it was, uh, during the coverage. And, um, you know, the, the American League finally got off the schneid with the National League, and they won a game in Detroit. Uh, Reggie Jackson hit the ball off the transformer. <laughs> And uh, Frank Robinson, Hank Aaron, Willie McCovey, Al Kaline, uh, they all hit home runs. And Clemente, Roberto Clemente hit a home run in that game. And the, the American League won. But they were talking about it's like that feels like it was the last great All-Star game because it was, the time, it was in an era, and, it, and certainly it hasn't been the last great one, where teams, the players on both, in both leagues played, they wanted to they win won- the game. It was actually good point. pride. Right. There, there was no inter interleague play, you know, and they wanted to represent the, their league. And um, now, I, I and it used to be played during the day, and uh, and prime time's fine. But man, the, the late prime time and the <laughs> way it's it's just an experience. Now, now I don't know. I saw these ridiculous jerseys. <laughs> are, are, I mean, are they wearing those? I tonight? think so. I think. I mean, so. that's just yeah. sickening. Again. We could talk about this guy anytime. Rob Manford and his stooges, they hate baseball. Everything they're doing, the seven-inning right, games. Uh, and then, the, well, the no-hitter doesn't count in a seven-inning game. Right. What's well, your rule. <laughs> yeah, you know, you're the one who made it an official game. That's right. That's and, right. It, it, it's just and, – and these stupid uniforms. I mean – I'm telling you, man. There was nothing uh, better. Something, something else to sell. There was not oh, exactly, exactly what it is. But there was nothing better than the old All Star games when everybody wore their own uniform. I know. There was just something so special about that to see the different, just the clash of colors and the contrast of colors. That was fantastic. They don't do that anymore. No, and it, it, it's sad. I mean, again, I, it's as to what it means to me. Uh, it, it'll. My medal will be tested this evening, given, you know, I, I'll be in here again in the morning with you tomorrow. And uh, I, I just can't see it. I don't know. But I'm, but I'm sure, you know, I, I like to whistle past graveyards because <laughs> I'm an idiot. But uh, I think a lot of people just watch it just to see their guys. Yeah. And then once their guys hit or pitch, then they just check out. Well, I, I'm thinking I'm going to see how Cedric does, see how the Pirates guys do. Right. and. And then, I mean, I watch some of it certainly, but you know, I got to get serious about this, right? Uh, I got to get to bed, <laughs> and I didn't learn that last night. But uh, that, uh, I agree. You, you look in, you just look, right? And it, that used to be the only All Star game that was worth watching. Oh, I agree. Because the other ones are still well, the other ones are still even the NBA uh, used to be must see because of the dunk contest and whatnot. But that's even fallen off because nobody—I shouldn't say nobody—but the big stars just don't take part in it anymore. No, I mean, I mean, it, it, they had to settle for Juan Soto last night because somebody backed out. I right, mean, if you're going to settle, that's pretty. I, well, <laughs> that's I, understand, I know that's what I mean. Right, right, right. But I mean, come on, man! That, what an honor that would be. Right. Yeah, you didn't see Trey Mancini didn't. He, he might have even gotten a gift invite. But but he he was the big story of the right. night. He didn't turn it down. You know. I mean, right. And I think that's interesting. You say that. You know what a great honor because I, I don't necessarily think that a lot of that some players view it like that anymore. 
like a lot of players now view it as more of a inconvenience uh, op, than yeah. anything else or an obligation. Obligation and inconvenience is even better. You're right. You know, like, you know, know they rather have. Else, I have a break, you know. Right, I'd rather have three, four days off than than take part in this. It used to mean something more to the players back then. Yeah, which in turn then meant more to the people watching. Well, it's it just like again, you know, team the players on for years the American League in that era I'm talking about. Well, they they just really don't care like the National League cares. You know, the National League you had Bob Gibson, Pete Rose, Clemente. Uh, these guys wanted to win right. and represent their league. Uh, we play the better baseball, and, and for the longest time, the American League didn't seem that way. Of course, never mind that the National League actually had better talent, <laughs> and you know, uh, people of color, Latinos. You know, the American League is a little more stodgy, if that's right. a word we want to use. And I think for this morning, it is. Uh, but, uh, but, but. Players on both teams in both leagues wanted to win. And I don't think anybody going in tonight really cares if they win or not. No. They'll just, they're there Maybe for fun. Scherzer. Well, Scherzer, I think he cares. Scherzer cares if he wins, if he wins a game at checkers. Yeah. Because he just has that competitive streak. Mm-hmm. Which, not to say these players don't. Yeah, and I'm, and I'm being totally unfair. I understand that. And with full knowledge, none of them will be listening to this. <laughs> Maybe one by accident. <laughs> Got, although, although got losses although, driving although up by the advanced auto parts. Yeah. Ask, uh, <laughs> ask, ask, what's his name? How important it was for Pete Rose to win? Who? Um, Ray Fossey. Fossey. Yeah. Ask him uh, hey, how important it was. Hey, Ray Fossey and Johnny Bench, man. You didn't say one without the other up until that play. Right. That's how right. Uh, what an effect it had on Ray Fossey's right. career because Pete Rose wanted to win the game, and so did Ray Fossey. And Ray Fossey took his medicine and, and he got trucks in an All Star game, big yeah. time. Uh, but you mentioned interleague play too. I think that has taken some of the shine off the All Star game. <laughs> I hate interleague play because back in the, back in our day, we didn't get a chance to see a lot of other players from other teams. Mm-mm. And you play, you know, NL played the NL. AL, the only time you got a chance to see, well, for you, Russ, it was different. I was a Pirates guy. NL, you're an AL guy. Mm-hmm. But the only chance you got to see their league was an All Star game and then the World Series. That was yep, it. That's it. That was it. So that's what made the All Star game that added to that you know specialness of it. Mm-hmm. Is, that, is that a word? Specialness. Yeah, it is not. Sure. sure it is. For this morning, it is. Yeah. And then, you know, plus I think the overexposure of players these days with the 24-hour cycle, social media, we I think we see so many of these players now on both sides. It, again, it just takes something away from it. Back in, again, I go back to our day, uh, you didn't get that 24-hour news cycle. You weren't exposed to these players as well, much. That's thing. As you were. Progress. It, it ruins everything. Right. You know? <laughs> Sometimes progress is good. Sometimes it isn't. It is correct. All right. Uh, we're going to progress to a break. How's that for a segue? Uh, we got news and the weather coming up. When we come back, we'll talk about, I don't know, whatever. Yeah, we'll, <laughs> we'll figure it out during the break. We're getting there, man. We're getting there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Rush Line is open. You join the conversation. 301-759-2628. Back with more in the Rush. Stick around. WCMD. This is the Morning Rush. 
Hey, by only, the way, only one at a time, though. What, what was the last time you heard the song Mandy? Oh. <laughs> Talk about a probably, probably down last, nightmare lane. Probably the last time you were here. <laughs> well, I heard it one day on the on the Sirius. I was sitting in a public house. We don't. Hey, we don't mention Sirius on terrestrial radio. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Actually, well, we do. That's okay. That's... Play. <laughs> I, well, I was. I kid. I uh, kid. Reading my. Uh, law books at a public house <laughs> and uh, I played I just started to laugh and I, I if you remember I did shoot you a text yeah, one day yeah. <laughs> good old man I have to bring I have to bring that one back <laughs> bring Barry back to the show uh I don't even know if I introduce ourselves Tony C and Mike Burke in studio and all right Mike I'm gonna give you the choice here all we right. got two topics uh that we can hit on here okay uh we can hit on the U.S. men's basketball team losing again last night or uh, the Washington football team and how they are, for lack of a better word, progressing with their nickname. Take your pick. Okay, uh, I have not. E- I was not even aware that uh, the USA basketball team had lost the other night until I heard people complain about it. And my thinking on that was, and yet they've lost yet again. Um, if it was so important, why is this the first I'm hearing about it? So I, I, I don't care. The basketball is such a global game now, and in the United States is the reason for that. Right. Dream team, the whole deal. Um, so, you know, I, I, I will learn to love again, uh, despite these uh, tragic uh, defeats. Isn't, that, isn't it funny, though, that you say that basketball is now a global game because of mm-hmm. the dream team and whatnot? But now it's become so global that the U.S. can't win a game. Yeah, now who are we going to bring in? You know? <laughs> can't win a game. They lost to Nigeria on Saturday, and they lost to Australia again last night, uh, 91-83. So they're 0-2 in the exhibition tune-ups to the, uh, the summer games in Tokyo. As a matter of fact, and I got the stat here, going back to the 2019 World Cup, which I didn't know there was a World Cup of basketball, uh, the U.S. finished 7th. They've they've lost four of the last five games, mm-hmm. uh, international games, which yeah, we're not used to that. Mm-hmm. And we're used to you mentioned the dream team, just U.S. showing up and just blowing teams out of the water. I don't know if it's a uh, a fact of we're not getting the best players on the U.S. team or if the rest of the world is just just caught up. Well, probably both. Uh, you, you know, particularly this year the, 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 with the pandemic. Caller, hold on. Good mic. But with the pandemic, the way it affected the late season, the year before, the season before, okay, when, and then you know you had to go right into another long full season. Right. I understand. In this case, I understand guys who who might not want to play, but I just think the rest of the world has made such progress in basketball, and it is truly a global game. You know, the first international loss we ever had, I believe, was seventy two Olympics, right? And that was just like this. Just is not going to ever happen again <laughs> well you know it, yeah. it has a few times it's come full years, circle yeah. right let's go to the rush line 301-759-2628 you're on the air who's this hey it's jim how are you doing jim's going on hey um i, I haven't followed like mike i haven't followed much of the, the basketball are they playing international rules when they're playing these games i think so i do believe so yeah i would think so if it's a tune-up for the olympics yeah but but again, Jim. I mean, if this is such a big deal, you know, we we, we don't even know that we didn't. Oh, oh, United States played last night. Oh, they lost. <laughs> huh? Okay. 
Yeah, right. Well, you know, and my point is also that uh, the NBA has gone not cutting on it that way, but gone a little more softer than the international and international rules. Man, they well, that's a good point. True, yeah, a lot more aggressive in uh, you know the extra step and everything. But man, they're they're much more aggressive in the international than the NBA, the NBA is now. It's a good point. Yeah, that's a good that, point. That's an excellent point. And that's all I want to bring up. All right, thanks, Jim. All right, Jim. Thanks a lot, bud. All right, 301-759. Jim thinks that uh, NBA soft, maybe, a little bit softer. And well, is, is that a, I, is that a good point, though? Is, did they play the game differently? They, they do, and uh, the, the international rules are different. Uh, of course, now you have international players in the NBA as well. Right. But, uh, you, you know, again, uh, it, it could it be it, a, it's not like the, it was in the 80s and 90s. Well, no, it isn't. No, nothing ever but, will be. But, and, uh, I, mean, I wish it was. I mean, just as a fan. <laughs> right. but let's just put it this way. I still don't want to do it. Right, 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 right. Well, do, do I want to take a charge on LeBron James? No. 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 I don't even know. Is he even playing in the Olympics this year? I, I, I have no I idea. I don't know that. I doubt it. The way he complained about the two yeah, seasons he, back-to-back, there's he, no he's way. Be, he's become pretty special. Yeah, and there's I was, no I was way. a big LeBron guy, so to speak, and as, as without having a rooting for one of his teams. But it's just like I'm LeBroned out, yeah. and and he, he yeah. he's every bit as wonderful as the players as advertised. Although, again, just falls into everything else. What you see now is the greatest of all time. Right. No, it's not. No, it's not. And no, he isn't. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> That's right. That's another discussion for another day. Yes. Maybe tomorrow, uh, since we're during the All Star break and there's nothing going on. Do I have to come in again tomorrow? <sighs> if I have yes. to, you have to. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's pretty much. Uh, I have nothing to do. But I, this is. Oh, I have to be here. Um, <laughs> well, so do I. Yeah, I <laughs> it might be a simple matter of, and I don't even know anything about Australia's team other than Ben Simmons, their uh-huh. best player, is not playing for them. He chose not to. He didn't play for the Sixers either in the playoffs. Well, yeah. From what I saw. Well, yeah. that's why he stayed. <laughs> that's, that's a good point. He said he wants to stay back and work on his game. For next season, so he didn't want to. First of all, I don't even know how Ben Simmons gets on the Australian team, but he's not playing for. Him. So their best player's not playing. It could be a matter of the U.S. men just really not caring. Like oh, this is an exhibition oh, tune-up. I don't, then, I don't think that's the case because if you have Popovich involved, as uh, you just informed me this morning, he was the coach. Yes. Uh, yes. Uh, no, uh, they, they they were playing to win. I mean, they lost. But you got when you got a, a team with Dame Lillard and Kevin Durant. Yeah, that's and you still lose to an Austria, but that's why I think maybe they're like, all right, we're not going to go full tilt because it's an exhibition game. We're going to work, treat it as a true true exhibition well, that, scrimmage. That, that's cool. That, that's you cool. know where other people might make it a bigger deal than it actually is. Well, Speaking of Popovich, let's see what happens in the end. Right, they they could show up to, to, in, you know, Tokyo and blow everybody out of the water. Hey, don't don't tell me how it's made. Show me the sausage. <laughs> That's another one. Put that on a T-shirt. <laughs> You're on fire this morning. Uh, so there was talk after the game about, uh, you know, of course, you know, the post-game pressers and whatnot, and people were asking, you know, what's wrong with the team? They, again, I mentioned they've lost four of the last five international games. We're getting so used to seeing them blow teams out. This was Pop's uh, response to being asked that question about blowing teams out. And, again, this is why I don't like Greg Popovich at all. Okay. Let me also answer that question. You know, you asked the same sort of question, the same family of question last time, uh, where you assume things that are not true. When you just mentioned, you know, blowing these teams out, 
That's never happened. So I don't know where you get that. So, can I finish? Can I finish? Can I finish my statement? Can I, can I finish my statement? Are you going to let me finish my statement or not? So you'll be quiet now while I talk, and then I'll listen to you. When you make statements about, in the past, just blowing out these other teams, number one, you give no respect to the other teams. And I talked to you last time about the same thing. We've had very close games against four or five countries in all these tournaments. So there's Pop. First of all, I like how he turned into Ross Perot halfway through that. Uh, can I finish? Can I finish? Can I finish? I don't like Popovich. Uh, he always rubs me the wrong way. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the reason why right there. It, it seems like every press conference he ever does ends up like that. And this might be a topic for tomorrow because we, we touched on it a little right. bit uh, off the air about the biggest coaching jerks we've ever seen or been around or heard. Popovich, he's top of the list for me. Okay, great basketball coach. Don't oh, yeah, get me wrong. He is. I understand what you're saying. But every time he opens his mouth, he just he irks me. Well, to no uh, and clearly he he was irritated that they lost. You could tell right. that. So that, I think that answers one of our questions. Right, and I don't understand the con- I don't know the context of what he was talking about there because maybe most recently they're not blowing teams out, but we've become pretty accustomed to seeing the U.S. team just blow teams out. Right. I, well, I, I think, again, he, he he's like, you know, we take too many things for granted perhaps. I don't know. Uh, but I, in fairness to him, I could hear the reporter interrupting him. Right. And, you know, sports writers in particular are scum. And they, they have – no man. We both speak from experience, and, by the way. And take it from a person who, as he was being asked to leave the owl bar, who was called an ill-mannered dog. You know, we're not good people. And the, no, clearly, uh, you could hear the guy was interrupting <laughs> he was. him. Yeah, he did, right, you yeah. asked me a question, and now you're going to answer it for me. So uh, I'm kind of with Popovich on that one, but uh, again – he has a frosty way about him, and um, a little bit. He doesn't really seem to. I see your point. Care. I'll give you that. You're right. The guy was talking over. Yeah, but this is just a long line of frostiness from him. This bothers well, but, me. But he, it, 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 again, in fairness, Popovich said, "If you let me finish, I will answer your question. Then I that will listen let, to I you. I will listen to you, which I highly doubt." <laughs> I highly doubt that well, he would, but, but anyway. But now we'll never know. Because, yeah, we'll never know. That's right. <laughs> All right. Uh, one, let's get to another break. Final break of the show. We'll come back uh, to wrap things up. Or I'll ask Mike a question, then interrupt him repeatedly and see how he reacts to it. <laughs> <laughs> Can I finish? Can I finish? <laughs> All right. Stick around. 102.1 FM, AM 1230, WCMD. This is the Morning Rush. Uh, before we get out of here, sick on the player who delivered, brought to you by All Seasons Landscaping and Supply Yard, how about your home run derby champion, Pete Alonso? The Met slugger belted 74 home runs last night to make his way through Salvador Perez, Juan Soto, and then Trey Mancini to become the third player to win back-to-back home run derby titles, uh, joining Ken Griffey Jr. and Ioannis Cespedes, uh, Alonzo beat Mancini in the title round 23-22. So, for his efforts in Colorado, which should have been Atlanta, but it was in Colorado. Right. 
Pete Alonzo, uh, your player who delivered, brought to you by All Seasons Landscaping and Supply Yard. Put that in file 13. Mm-hmm. There we go. Yeah, you know, I kind of forgot until this morning that the game was supposed to be in Atlanta this year. That's right. I was I can't remember what story I was reading. And, of course, they moved it for reasons. Mm-hmm. And there you go. I uh, kind of wonder how maybe things would have shaken out differently last night yeah. if the home run derby was held in Georgia instead of in Colorado where every home run traveled 800 feet, it seemed like. Well, I'll answer that if you'll let me finish. <laughs> All right, Derp. Popovich. <laughs> and then I'll listen to you. Uh, yeah, well, obviously, uh, the, the call, Denver, that, that is a beautiful – you ever get a chance to go to that ballpark, it is. Have you been? Yeah. Yeah, I've never. I loved it. But, uh, obviously, home run derby was just made to order for Denver. And that, oh, yeah. that altitude yeah. in the air. and It was it was an impressive show, I'll say that. I, I certainly didn't want to watch it. As you said, with uh, Mancini is the reason I just looked in and ended up watching it to the end. Uh, but it was an impressive display by really everybody. But Alonso, man, he, he worthy worthy champ. Oh yeah, no, no oh, question. Yeah. He was impressive. How many uh, top of your head? How many ballparks have you ever seen the game in? You mentioned Car. I know Camden oh, Yards. There's at least maybe twenty. Really, that many? Twenty five, well, maybe. That's impressive. Yeah, yeah some, some of them are even gone still too. I mean, you know, like the old municipal stadium right. in Cleveland, right. Baltimore, Three Rivers, of course. Yeah, yeah about twenty. Uh, every summer, Scott Bauer takes a baseball trip somewhere around the country. Okay. And I, I went on a lot of those. And uh, it's a lot of fun, man. You, you, I highly recommend it. And you get to experience the city. Sure, sure. That uh, Denver Denver was one of my favorites. Uh, I mean, I think probably what, on what that What was trip, the worst park you ever been to? The worst would have been <laughs> easily uh, the entire Phoenix trip was a nightmare. Really? Well, Phoenix in June. Ooh, yeah, okay. hundred and seventeen yeah, or hundred fourteen yeah. degrees. But, it, but, it, but it it's a dry heat. Yeah, huh? so so's the oven. I'm not sticking my head in there. Okay, so uh, Phoenix was the worst ballpark, and uh, Miami. It's a tie for both uh, the worst ballparks. But I absolutely loved Miami. Okay, you so know? the ballpark itself was just garbage. It wasn't so much yeah, the weather. It, or anything it is. Like I that. mean, TV. Those ballparks or whether stadiums or whatever they are, they look a lot better on TV. You know, uh, I, I mean, gotcha. those are made, they're beautiful on TV. I gotcha. And, and Not course, so much up close uh, and Milwaukee person. was disappointing only because it wasn't open. You know, the, the sides of gotcha. the roof or the sides of the, sides of the ballpark. Because, like, when everything's open, it looks like it's an open ballpark. But, I, again, Milwaukee, great experience. And, uh, oh, Miami and Phoenix, absolute worst ballparks I've ever been in. Hmm. I've only seen games. Other than maybe Fenway. Really? Well, it, it was just old, just old run, yeah, and, right, and, right, right. That makes yeah, sense. And the yeah. people were vile. <laughs> Spoken like a true Orioles fan, right there. <laughs> yes, no question. I've only seen a ball, you know, handful of ballparks: Three Rivers, PNC, sure. uh, the old Jake in Cleveland. I don't know what it's called now. I have no idea. Oh, I really love that ballpark. Great ballpark because yes, I was living there whenever they opened it up. Yeah, so that, I, I got to see a game there, brand spanking new. Yeah, one of my favorites. Um, Toronto. I seen some games in Toronto. Didn't Which, make that trip. I wish I had. Yes. Uh, it's not the Sky Dome anymore. Whatever it is. Rogers. I think it's the yeah. Rogers Center or whatever. I can't remember. They changed names like anything else. <laughs> yeah. But see, that was another one. Like, you talk about Milwaukee, where that, it was only open halfway. Uh-huh. Which was, it was great because you got to uh, look at the, what do they call it? The Sky Needle, Space Needle, whatever that thing is. Mm-hmm. It's a CN Tower. Right. But I didn't like the fact that half of it was closed. It just, it just bothered me. I don't know.
All right, hey, fast two hours. Hey, man, it's been great. We're getting out of here. Amanda's coming up next. Stick around. Mike, great to have you back. Great to be back, Tony. Thank and you. And, yeah, we'll do it again tomorrow. 6 a.m. sharp. Join us then. This is the Morning Rush. I am Tony C. That's Mike. And uh, we're out of here. Bye. Bye.